This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Uh, always joining you at 8am. I hope you're doing good. hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. Uh, do indeed drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Um... I see StreamYard has done what it does, and it's actually, uh, unfortunately, cut off uh, those that made the effort to get up as early as they could. Uh, I can see Peeny Ween and Damien James, Blackshine, Johnny, Matt G, Amira. Uh, we've got Olu, James, Kaiser, Vivian, uh, Jose. Uh, Carl, I can see Morgie, Franklin. Uh, we've got Stevie, Redstar, uh, and Steve, and plenty more of you guys as well. But yeah, StreamYard doing... Not doing well <laughs> this morning, it seems. It's decided to just cut everyone off. Um, but good morning, and uh, and thank you for joining me. Yesterday evening, obviously, saw Manchester City reach the final of the Champions League in dominant fashion. Um, I switched off when kind of the first goal went in. I was like, this is just... This is just boring, you know, at this stage. And uh, it ended 4-0 on the night. Um, 5-1. 4-0 against Real Madrid. Like that's that's what we've been up against this season. Um, and their end of season form is just rather unbelievable, to be honest. Um, it's rather um, ridiculous. And so if you're Arsenal and you're anyone competing with those for a title, you can't make any mistakes. No mistakes. And in all honesty, that's what we've got to try and do to close the gap and get a win against these guys in the league season to give us the best possible chance Um of winning a league, uh, that's I think that's been shown by Liverpool, and I think that's going to have to be shown by us. Hopefully, next season we'll wait and see. Right, let's crack on with today's stories. Then uh, we first of all talk uh, about yesterday's five-one Arsenal win over Everton. Um, the girls continuing to push forwards, but you know what? What is really frustrating, um, 
and uh, <laughs> uh, and what ultimately we saw uh, as the bigger frustration. The reason why I laugh is a comment that I'm going to highlight later um, is that Walty uh, was injured during the game, adding to yet more um, frustrating, irritating um, injury woes for the women's team. It's ridiculous at this stage. Like I, it was ridiculous way before this stage. It was ridiculous when. Um, you know, we lost Beth Mead and uh, Viv Miedemar as well uh, within weeks of one another to a serious injury. But we've lost Weinrother. We've um, obviously lost Caitlin Ford at times, Kim Little, um, and Walty to be injured as well. You know, after Ford's now come back, as you can see in the photo. Um, but Walty being injured now is—I I don't know—I don't know how you solve this problem. I don't know what's causing this problem. I don't know if it's a women's game problem. I don't know if it's an Arsenal problem. Um, but uh, it's it just seems like it's happening far too common for it to not uh, go under the radar any longer. And now Martinelli uh, is expected to miss the rest of the season, according to David Ornstein. That tackle by Moises Caicedo, of all people, the irony there, uh, is due to rule him out for a number of weeks. He should be ready and fine to come back for pre-season, fingers crossed. But it's a it's an ankle injury that saw him have to be uh, put into a boot. I saw him walk through the mix zone after the game and. You know, he was walking awkwardly uh, through that. And, uh, yeah, it seems as though his season has run its course, which if you consider the fact that if we'd still been significantly close to, to Man City, would have been a serious, uh, serious problem. But I think we know kind of the way the season's going to go. But Trossard, I imagine, will be starting the game on Saturday against Nottingham Forest in the final game against Wolves as well, unless he decides to go with Reese Nelson, um, which could be an option to try and convince him to stay. Speaking of which, Arsenal, according to James Bench, have made their third contract offer to Reese Nelson in a clear attempt to try and sign him up um, to a brand new deal. And that's hopefully going to be the plan uh, for Nelson. And uh, I, at this point, it's, it's kind of a win-win either way. If he moves on, he moves on and Arsenal will move on. If he stays, I think Arsenal have kept a, a good talent that continues to impress. I think he's continuing to show why he deserves that new deal and why he should stay at Arsenal. And um, Arsenal are clearly showing that, uh, you know, are clearly showing that we are uh, wanting to keep hold of him and that there is a future, it seems, for him. It's now going to be down to him whether or not we're able to do anything with it. What I would say is that I think there is an element of the Eddie and Ketia stage to this. If you think about we sign and Balogun as well, we sign both of them up to new contracts and it might be that we sell one or both of those in the, the near future um, for for amount of money that we wouldn't have got had they left for free. Is this a similar thing that's happening with Reese Nelson? I'm not sure. Do they see him as a genuine competitive option to the forward line? He's looked good when coming on. He's done some good things, scored some big goals for us. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. If he is indeed going to stay, I'd love him to start uh, the last game against Wolves, at least, especially if it's you know a meaningless game, I think you, you start you start Nelson, you give him an opportunity to play. That'd be great. So let's let's see what happens. Uh, now Arsenal's talks with Martin Odegaard uh, are said to be positive. Simon Collins of the Evening Standard reporting yesterday that talks um, are indeed uh, on on the way. I was tipped off last week that uh, these talks are you know, have progressed pretty well, actually, and that the player's happy and that Arsenal are confident uh, that Odegaard will indeed sign a new deal. So that's really good news. Um, we want to see him sign a new deal. His current contract runs out in 2025, although I think there is an option to extend by a further year in that deal as well. So really positive um, 
as people know my appreciation for Martin Odegaard. I'm desperate for him to stay at the club in the long term and from the sounds of things that that's going well. Um, so I really appreciate hopefully this coming to fruition in the near future. Now, Ivan Tony, if we talk about transfers, has had his ban for the significant number of betting breaches um, dealt out. And it's as much as eight months, uh, the FA have, I think it's the FA at least, have, have made this ban. Ivan Tony will not be able to be involved in any, um, any footballing activities at all. So that's not even games. That's not training. Um, you won't be allowed near Brentford, it seems, for eight months. Um, and obviously, I know a lot of Arsenal fans are very keen on Ivan Tony, but I think this probably uh, puts to bed the whole striker debate, at least for the moment. Um, I've still seen people saying that they would sign him up uh, on a cheaper deal and then use him in January. I can't believe that. I really can't. I can't get my head around that. The idea that Arsenal need to be ruthless and strategic and smart in the market, and apparently that is going out and signing a player that's not going to be able to play for eight months and come back in January um, when you can go and sign somebody that can actually give you something. We, you know, losing Gabriel Jesus for eight uh, for six months of the season uh, or just under that was big. So losing Tony for even more than that, if we were to sign him, you know, it just makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me at all. Uh, continuing with the transfer news, and uh, Matt Law of The Telegraph reported that Arsenal's interest in Manchester City fullback Joao Cancelo is indeed genuine. Um, and there are these links and are interest in the player. I've seen some suggestions around other types of deals that could enable this to happen. Haven't can't say I've heard anything on that, but Matt Law's very well connected, and if this is indeed. Uh, interest being re reported by Matt Law that I'd little doubt to believe that it's not the case. So maybe Cancelo is indeed on a list of players that Arsenal would be looking at potentially bringing into the club for next season. For those that are less keen, I can understand. I can have empathy for that. You know, he turns 29 later this year. There's an age issue. I think he would be expensive as well. However, you know, you've seen what we've been able to do for players like Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko. Both of them have improved since moving to Arsenal. So there's no reason why... The same can't happen for Cancelo. Now, again, according to Matt Law, uh, Arsenal are said to be putting together a package of around £92 million for Declan Rice. They are going in hard, so going in serious. I think this is a serious package. You know, I was talking about on the channel saying I'd be happy if we got him, you know, between 70 and 80 and hope to get that price down. It's clear that they want to try and get um, a kind of a fee i suppose done for under that 100 million pounds 92 million pounds is about 100 million euros so maybe they're trying to hit that 100 million figure in different currencies uh, we should do it in like drachna there would be like uh, <laughs> like a billion <laughs> a billion drachna for uh, for declan rice but um yeah i think arsenal getting that that deal done early in the window would be a massive, massive boost, obviously, to, to the rest of what we've got to do. They want to move quick. They want to try and get a deal done as soon as possible. And uh, it seems that we are moving quickly to try and get that Declan Rice deal done before we have to face serious competition. And according to Simon Collins of the Evening Standard, West Ham are said to be targeting James Ward-Prowse as the player's replacement. We've heard a number of names suggested, including Matteo Genduzzi. Um, So that's uh, it's clear that West Ham, I think, recognise that Rice is off this summer. It's now just a case of who can get that deal done. Right, let's go to part two of your questions and more right after this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box then and go to your questions. Wilson says, are you serious that Arsenal are making an offer of £92 million for Declan Rice? Tom, bloody hell, that is a lot of money in my opinion. It is a lot of money. (laughs) It's a hell of a lot of money. But it's the amount of money that you tend to have to pay for the big players these days. Um, So I'm not surprised that that this is the amount of money that it's going to. I would have liked it to be less, of course. Um, But it's, it's unfortunately what you have to do. I mean... If we want to be up there competing with Man City and they're going out and spending the 100 millions of this world on the likes of Jack Grealish, we've got to go and do our own big business as well to be able to keep up with them. Uh, Hamish says, what's happening with Pepe? Um, Nicolas Pepe was injured for a significant portion of the second half of the season, has returned. I don't know if he's been able to extend on his uh, eight goals that I think he has this season. Um, hoping that it's... Uh, I'm hoping that uh, the <laughs> Transfermarkt website is going to quickly show me. He has it still on the eight goals, one assist, um, and will return to Arsenal with a year left on his deal. He w- he's not been in the squad for the last one, two, three, four, five games. Um, can't say I know why. Let me see if I can do a quick check and if there's been any reason given. Um, nothing has been mentioned. Uh, spending time online. Apparently, he's missed the last few games due to a further injury, it seems, um, which really sucks for him. Uh, according to tendonitis in his knee following a goalless draw with Rawns, the Ivory Coast International subsequently missed the next nine games in a row and made his return as a substitute. Uh, then made his return for Nice in the first two months with Lorient three days later before featuring in a further Liga game against Angers and PSG as well as coming off the bench. Uh, as the French side crashed out of Europe as well. It's an article by Tashan on Football London if you want to go and read it. Um, but uh, that remains his last appearance today. As another knee injury has seen him miss the last few games. Um, so, yes, another injury to Nicola Pepe, it seems, um, which is not ideal um, for Arsenal, who are hoping to get a good figure for him in the summer. Um, but he only, got a, he only got a year left. I doubt Arsenal are going to get more than £10 million, but we'll wait and see what ends up happening. Um, let's go to Watatao says, uh, why do Bayern and City not want Cancelo? It may be an attitude. Uh, is that not a good sign though, right? Potentially. I mean, uh, you've seen not just players for Arsenal, but players outside of Arsenal and other clubs that aren't particularly wanted by their, their parent sides go on and do good things. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that wouldn't be the case for Arsenal. It could be a new 
lease of life for the player. Um, gives him a chance to kind of kickstart the second or the rather end portion, I suppose, of his career at the top, top level. So is it a concern that it's not gone well at Bayern and that City would be willing to let him go? Potentially. But ultimately, it's down to Arsenal to make the right decisions in the market. If they think that he's the right player, we've got a good record with signings at the moment now. You've built a squad that has competed for a title this season. Um, I'm inclined to lean towards uh, trusting what they plan to do in the market. Uh, Kian, thank you so much for the kind donation, my friend. Always appreciated. Been a while. Disappointed with how the season ended, but looking forward to the next. If we spend well this summer, it's needed to compete while rotating. And that rotation is going to be key. That's what we need to enable Arteta to do, is to effectively rotate, maintain fitness, maintain the ability to adjust, adapt to opponents and give ourselves more options in different positions. Um, Mr. Smith Mass Academy says, uh, hot take, Arteta kept Kaiseido at Brighton, got them to play him at right back to see how he'd get on. I love the hot take. It's absolute rubbish, but I love it. <laughs> uh, Derek says, what makes Arsenal go so hard for Caicedo over McAllister? I just wonder why I haven't seen or heard reports of an interest in the midfielder. I think they rate what Caicedo's qualities are over McAllister, his physicality, his tenacity, his um, ability and versatility to play uh, deeper. Um, and I think they're looking for players in that role rather than McAllister, who's more forward thinking than Caicedo. They're aren't looking necessarily for uh, McAllister to be that player. They are looking elsewhere for creativity, it seems. Mason Mount being suggested relatively regularly. Maggie says, would you put in a 20 million offer for Mudrick uh, just for the lulls? Absolutely. For the lulls? Of course I would. <laughs> Anything for the lulls. Um, Louis says, instead of Newcastle buying Tierney, why don't we buy Isaac and offer Tierney as part of the deal? Super unlikely as they won't want to get rid, but he's a real talent. I think you've answered your own question there, Louis. <laughs> to be honest, I think you've answered your own question on that one. Uh, Kieran says, hey, Tom, uh, do you not think Caicedo makes so much sense, not just because of his dominance in midfield, but also that he can play right back as he did against us? Yeah, I think that's why Arsenal are interested. It absolutely makes sense. I'm hoping that... Arsenal can go out and manage to get both Rice and Caicedo this summer. That would be a brilliant piece of business by the club. Um, let's go to Menses. Do I do Arsenal have a transfer ban? Because all I hear is people saying uh, everyone else will improve and buy, but that we won't. Um, look, people are always end of worldly. People are always apocalyptic about things, and <clears throat> people want to be negative at times, which is a shame. But. Uh, I'm hopeful that what we're going to see from this Arsenal team this summer is a significant improvement in the squad. Um, we're going to go for a couple more questions and I've got to go, plus I can feel my voice packing up as well. So that's that's always a reason to end. So if we end abruptly, you've, you've found out why. Um, Greg says, do you think we're trying to make a statement by offering uh, or putting in a big offer for Rice? Yeah, I think we want to show that we're serious. I think we don't want to insult West Ham, but hopefully uh, what we put in is enough to get the job done. Um, but I do think it's a statement bid, £92 million. I think it's a serious bid as well. Uh, TJ says, Asensio on a free instead of Diaby to allow for a big centre-forward investment. Experience and versatility from him can only be good. I'd rather assign a centre-forward. So, yeah, I'm all for that, TJ. All for that indeed. Um, I saw a question earlier. Richard says, Morning, Tom. Uh, fellow Gillingham man here. Thought I saw you in Blue Water yesterday. Nearly fangirled. Keep up the good work. You know, Richard's you should have fangirled, mate, because it was me. I was there. <laughs> I was indeed up Blue Water yesterday. I was, um, yeah. It's I find Blue Water a great way to a great place to go for a walk and then just like look around the shops and stuff. And I got a day off, uh, and I'm a right 
um, sucker for All Saints as well. So, um, yes, uh, it was indeed me that you saw. Uh, Wilson says, brilliant content as usual, Tom. Thank you, mate. Much appreciate that. Uh, Oli says, hey, Tom, Pep changing Stones' role to join the midfield after losing Cancelo and Zinni. Should Mikel learn to adapt if we don't invert Zinchenko always? I think that's what's going to come, hopefully, Oli, with, with more investment, with better options, is Arteta is going to be given... Uh, greater options to uh, try and adapt to different scenarios. So, yes, absolutely he needs to be more proactive in adapting and rotating and changing. Hopefully that we end up seeing that. Uh, Rev San says, Tom, do you know if Chelsea is going to have the same transfer budget as the last two windows? There's been no evidence to suggest that they won't be able to spend significantly during these windows. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but maybe there are concerns that they need to now just kind of put everything together they're already bringing in Nkunku um, and uh, Gusto as well they've got those two coming in this summer so we'll have to wait and see how much of an impact they make and if that impacts their their business plan and business model I think they want to bring in a striker I'm pretty sure that's the case but they have Nkunku coming and who can play center forward so let's let's see Wesbird says, as progressive our season has been, are you not concerned at the parallels with our drop-off this season and last season, albeit for different positions of mental fragility of this young team? No, I'm not, because I'm expecting us to invest and spend to stop that fragility from being as present. I'm also really hopeful of seeing those ex young players gain the experience they've got this, this season. You know, it's not, it's not going to be as young of a team next year. You know, we're going to have players that are in their mid-20s rather than their early 20s now. And you know, that's important. So, no, I'm I'm not concerned uh, at all, to be honest. I've got not if we act upon what we need to act upon in the summer. If we don't do what we need to do, then I'm going to have concerns. But at the moment in time, I'm very, very happy indeed with, what's, um, with what we're doing. Um, Nika says, Tom, what are your predictions for the striker department in the summer? I'm not sure that we will sign a striker. I think we'll look to sign a wide player. I hope that we do go for a forward. I'd love us to go for a forward. Um, but at the moment, I don't feel as though... We will. That's just based on opinion. Um, I'd be, I just don't think the options are out there for them to try and sign them that are available to them if they want to spend so big in midfield. And to be honest, in my opinion, that's fine to a degree. Arsenal need to prioritise the midfield and the defence first. You know, we scored plenty of goals this season, but we conceded far too many. And that's what needs to be sorted out. So we need to prioritise the midfield and the defence before we start thinking about the goal scoring of this team. The midfield defence has to come first. Absolutely has to come first. Adia says, hey, Tom, would Arsenal go for Joao Felix? Uh, not for the money that he would cost. Atletico would ask for a silly amount of money. Huge amount of money. So, no, uh, I don't think so. Thanks, Matt. Much appreciate the kind comment, as always. Um, Marcus says, has Awar completed his Roma move or is there still a chance that Bailey could see him arrive at Arsenal? I don't know. Um, I know he's on a free this summer. Um Alfa Awar finally set to complete transfer after two failed Premier League moves, says an article back in March. I don't know if that's uh, the Roma links, but I've heard nothing since March um, on Awar. So I don't know what's going on there, I'm afraid, Marcus. Um, Abe says, hey, Tom, I know it's way too early, but where do you see us needing signings in 2024? <laughs> Why would you do that to me? <laughs> I don't dare talk about transfers for this summer, let alone next summer. We'd have to wait and see, Abbe's. I know the, the obvious answer, but we'd have to wait and see, mate. I'm going to get asked what we think about we should do in 2030 soon. Honestly, let's focus on this transfer window, see what happens, and then we can 
consider, you know, 2024's summer transfer window. Um, Philip says, what about Nicholas Fulkrug as a backup? I mean, a backup quite far down my list. He's 30 years old. You know, I, I think Arsenal should be looking to sign a young forward they can invest in for the future, not a 30-year-old forward, to be honest. Uh, Dobie says, how many signs do you think we make at this point in the summer? I'm hopeful that we'll make the five that we need. Who knows? Maybe I'll be even more surprised. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we need to bring in two defenders, two midfielders and a forward at a minimum for me this summer. That's that's what I'm expecting as a as a minimum for the club this summer. And no, Marcus Tillemans would not be at the top of my midfield lists for the summer, only would be a backer. Uh, Ref says, do you think Kessier and Gavi from Barca would be great additions to both number six and eight roles? Potentially, but Kessier's not had an amazing season at Barca. Gavi, of course, would be a great coup if you can go and get him. So I'm hoping that that would be one that could get uh, could raise a profile because of the situation, of course, at Barca is a little bit up in the air at the moment. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, uh, I'll be live on a Burkamp Wonderland at 6 o'clock this evening. So do indeed tune in uh, for my chat with Danny. Very much looking forward to that this evening. Uh, I hope that you have uh, a great day. As always, you've nearly made it to the end of the week. Two more days to go and it's the weekend and Arsenal return again. And we've got more stuff to talk about. We'll have a preview show for you tomorrow. Um, so I look forward to bringing you that. And uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as it always is. Uh, drop a like, subscribe if you're new and leave a comment on anything that we've discussed in today's show down in the comment section after the live show has finished. Thank you for listening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.